Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If there ever is a, a top spot on that, I don't know when it would be. Uh, are, are, are we uh, audible uh, um, over there at the studio? Studio? Where you hear me fine? Good. That's all I wanted to hear. Because you never know when something's going to happen, and uh, then what happens? Do you remember that? I never uh, managed to remember that. Well, anyway, you know what we've got going on today? Uh, uh, we, uh, Marianne and I, went and had barbecue today at a new place. At least it's new to me. Do you know uh, where'd she go? Oh, well, anyway, it's a, a new barbecue place uh, on the uh, uh, out there in, uh, well, 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 we'll have it all figured out for you uh, whenever I get a chance to do it. Our number here is 260-6368, 260-6368. And if you call right now, you'll get right in. You'd, we'd love to hear from you about absolutely anything uh, at all on your mind, if it's about food that's good enough for us. So uh, give us a give us a ring, would you? Is anything wrong? <laughs> what? Hi. We have something. Uh, you, are you all set up? Not really. Can you be heard? I don't know. Well, I can hear you. Say, talk into that thing. Hi. Oh yeah, we can hear you. Great. No, really, I'm serious. It's perfect. Thank you. Good. What's the name of that barbecue joint uh, that we ran into one another in today? Sticks Barbecue on the North Shore. Sticks. Do they spell it S-T-I-C-K-S or is it S-T? Nope. Not like the River Sticks. No, Not it's the Sticks. River sticks. <laughs> it's just Sticks. I would uh, I would always want to know what the what the real meaning of a Sticks thing with S-T-Y. Yes. Because yes. Uh, and you know why? Um. Do you know why I know that it, with almost painful uh, uh, allure? I'm afraid to ask. Uh, I went to Jesuit when I was in high school. Ah, I see. Okay. And uh, at Jesuit, uh, it is difficult to avoid having uh, this ancient history yes. thrown at you. Uh, although, uh, if that makes it sound like I'm sorry that I ever did that, I, I don't at all. As a matter of fact, I took two years of Greek over there. Yeah. And uh, I was really happy about it because it has proven to be uh, good information, especially if you're trying to be a writer. Uh, knowing Greek, believe it or not, I know this sounds crazy, but knowing Greek actually improves your ability to write, to to uh, to talk with somebody. I guess you'd never tell that by talking to me, though. Get it? <laughs> Talk, taking Latin yeah. definitely improved my vocabulary. I knew yeah. the meaning of words long before uh, I should have just by the Latin yeah. background. Yeah. Anyway, way anyway. off barbecue, what? so no, barbecue, good. for those of you who are thinking about what we're talking about, uh, the barbecue place that took over, Yeah. restaurants move around a lot, so, sure so way in, deep in Mandeville, actually close to the, the uh, 190 of the many 190s yeah. in Mandeville, there is the... Um, 
Mandeville, it's kind of hard. You have to really, really think about it. So Mandeville Seafood was in, not the Mandeville Seafood, the restaurant, but they were in this little strip mall, and right next to them was a shop, and then right next to them was a tiny little restaurant space there. And that is where the original Bosco started. Oh, that's right. And then when Bosco, yeah. That was that little time. Is that where that? Well, okay, that's where Bosco started. Then Bosco's moved, and then a guy came into town with his wife who got transferred here. They were from Atlanta, and his wife got transferred, and he thought, well, what am I going to do to fill my days? Oh, I know. I'll open a barbecue restaurant. (laughs) And so he started a barbecue restaurant called Sticks and Bones. And um, then about, I guess, I don't know, not even a year after he did that, it was purchased by the people who currently own it, and they dropped the uh, bones from the name because they got tired, she told me, of people calling it sticks and stones. (laughs) So (laughs) it's now just sticks. Just plain old sticks. Plain old sticks, and it's been around for two and a half years, she said, uh, under... uh, you know, under their leadership, and um, they have now opened a second location, which was pretty busy today. Uh, it's um, it's in one of those strip malls on 22, so they have the two locations: the one on 59, the original, and then the one, the new one on 22. Yeah, well, you know, uh, it, being in that situation as we are, it's amazing uh, that we uh, haven't found more restaurants on the North Shore. Uh, especially, well, not barbecue, although I think that one wound, started out as a barbecue joint, and then they kind of did other things. I, I, I don't, I think that is a new, I think that's a new space, actually. Um, a, a news space? No, where, a new. Where the newsman comes in? And, yeah, yeah. I'm, they throw I'm, the newspapers, at this moment, then you I am open not them getting up, a smile. then you open it up, <laughs> and you get your food served on the yeah. news, yeah, on the newspaper, yeah. Anyway, this is a fairly new uh, strip mall, as the strip malls go, and um, and that's where it is. It's not in the location where I wanted to try that crazy getting pig place that everyone is talking about, and um, they were close today. Yeah. So we have to try that. That's the crazy pig place that used to be the heroes. Then it was Al Sultan, and now it's the crazy pig people. It's called Crazy Pig Southern Fair. Is that the actual been, name of the place? Have, yeah, people have been telling us about it, but we haven't made it down there. And uh, and so, you know, we will see what maybe like later this week we'll try that one. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it seems like a logical thing to do. Anyway, yeah. so it is uh, 260-6368 if you would like to chat with us about yeah. uh, obviously nothing. Um, today is also uh, Quiche Lorraine Day. Ah, Quiche Lorraine. Have you ever kissed? Kishten? You know there's a joke in there somewhere, but I don't oh, think Oh, please, let's save it I for another day. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell by the way it's going. I would like to move it to another day. Because I just don't know that I have that much fake laughter stored up from the weekend. Well, would you like to hear a little <laughs> bit of laughter? My barrel of fake laughter is depleted from the weekend. Go ahead. What? Okay. Uh, about, oh, 20, 30 years. No, it couldn't possibly be that long ago. Let's just say 25 years ago. Uh, I was contacted by uh, some people who were in charge of the uh, Pensacola business society and it was, it was restaurants mostly 
and they asked me to come out and spend a few days with them and that they would buy me lunch and dinner and stuff, which I don't get even here in New Orleans too much. And uh, they wanted me to give a talk, uh, as a matter of fact, several talks, to, and to also meet the other restaurant people and they could jive with one another. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, uh, I went there, and, was, and there were about maybe five uh, restaurants I went to. One of them was uh, put together by a guy who looked like he was pretty sharp on top of things, uh, very friendly to customers, and a good-looking restaurant. And uh, after the, I gave the talk, uh, we sat down. We were just talking about this and that. And uh, I said, guys, this, uh, this, this uh, place of yours, it really looks good, and it looks like your, your customers are t- you know, pretty well tied into it. How's it doing? And he says, well... You know, I all, every day I I want to get out of here and and move to New Orleans, and I ask him why would you uh, want to uh, what would you want to do in in particular in in New Orleans? You know, given that there are all these other restaurants in New Orleans, and he said, well, uh, the thing uh, that that may, maybe really gets under my skin is that like for the seventh time today. Uh, I'd get a, a, someone walk up to me and say, "So, what is? Uh, you know, I, I've forgotten the, the punchline." <laughs> oh, and I'm I'm uh, waiting with bated breath. I'm on the edge yeah. of my seat. Yeah, and and he said, uh, I, "Every time I go into uh, one of those restaurants, they always look at me and they and in our own restaurant because their specialty was was uh, in fact uh, New Orleans food. No, it, it was." Uh, it was the uh, the thing we were just talking about here. Barbecue. Bar- no, no. Quiche Lorraine. Uh, quiche Lorraine. Thank you. And he said, "I'm I'm sick I'm sick of having people come in here asking uh, what was." Uh, oh, you know what? This is this is going to be worse than hearing it? these stories in, initially. I've heard them yeah. so often that I should be able to uh, to dredge them all up and finish them myself. But I've I think I may have repressed them. Yeah. Do you something know what the punchline yeah, <laughs> about quickies? Quickies. Uh, yeah. Is that a, right? Yeah, oh that's, yes. That's exactly yes. what he said. He I said, knew that these <laughs> I knew that listening to these stories fifty thousand times would pay off one uh, day. Well, then we finally got it, and it's, I finally got it out of my mouth. <laughs> Honey, what? if I wait, he said, uh, if I hear someone call it a quickie one more time. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly what he said. And, okay, then. But he, we, he he was a nice guy, and I don't yeah. know whether he might still be there for all I know. Oh, gosh, uh, I hope not. But uh, I hope he's made his way to New Orleans, because if it bothered him that people were calling quiches quickies, quickies he probably yeah. should have gotten out of there pretty soon, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, help us, help us, save us, 260-6368-260-MENU. Quiche Lorraine, though, is delish, yeah. I think. And under I, underdone, it's it's wait. It's a underdone dish. meaning you like it soft because I don't. No, oh, you no, mean no. underdone as in underrated and under talked about, underappreciated. I don't, I don't think we get it. Tom, can often I have enough. that? Give me one of those. One of one. These. Ones? Yeah, I'd oh, like. Sorry, I'd like one. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. It's Thank right. you. Are you are you fitting okay? Yes. Yes. There we go. Yes, there we go. Okay. All right. Uh, we're um, moving, uh, moving. While we're uh, talking about stories, that Tom is. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save it. So quiche Lorraine. Yeah. Can be 
really delicious and even in a really kind of unexpected way i'm sorry does this does this out me as a non-gourmet but i think the quiche lorraine at la madeleine is pretty good yeah yeah it sure was and for five bucks it's really really good but um i saw some great quiches at toast the other day oh. and a great quiche lorraine can be really really great and i've decided that quiche lorraine and maybe most other quiches should be made, in my opinion, in sort of a, a crostata style where it's that same kind of La Madeleine. What I like about the La Madeleine quiche Lorraine is that it's on a puff pastry. The, cr the crust is a puff pastry. Yeah. And in my mind, there is no such thing as too much puff pastry. So um, the regular quiches, like the one I saw at Toast, which was about two and a half inches high, and about, I mean, it must have weighed half a pound. And that's not a slam against it, because I'm sure it was a half a pound of deliciousness, because that's what it looked like. But um, I like the idea of a crispy, kind of flaky crust, rather than a crust crust. Uh, do you know about the linear uh, quality of, uh, of Lorraine? What is that? Is it a place? Is it a thing? Or what is it? Are you setting me up for singing uh -huh. Sweet Lorraine? Yeah, of course. Uh, How did no. I know that? Oh, no, no. I wasn't going to do that. Oh, but That's you think I'm asking Lorraine. for it? I'm not asking for it. it, it, it it's, uh, I'm, I'm not going to give it to you either. Oh, thank it's you. Just, uh, you know. Thank you. No, I don't know who Lorraine is. Lorraine? Or, no. Lorraine, and, uh, and I'm sitting here trying to remember the other thing. Uh, they were the two components of northern France at the time of both the World War I and World War II. And they were constantly being taken over by the uh, the Germans. Wait, L Lorraine? Lorraine. Oh, oh, you mean like Alsace-Lorraine? Alsace-Lorraine oh. is exactly. Oh, okay. You gave me the Alsace, which I was missing. Oh, I see. And, okay. And uh, they, that is. Doug, we're I, finally getting to the bottom of this, and he wants us to go. <laughs> oh, no, he's just, uh, you know, he, he's one of the good guys. Well, we'll come back and if you, how would you like to come back and talk a little more about uh, Quiche Lorraine and also? Please come back. Don't leave me here by myself. Two six zero six three six eight. All right, we'll do all of that in just a moment. After first, please this. Is, are you okay? I'm going to tie your hands, Tom. <laughs> I'm going to tie your hands, uh, and you can uh, stop fooling with all the buttons there. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not fooling. It's okay. just, uh, it's just, coming and just, getting us. Just. All right. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> two six zero six three six eight. We have determined that Quiche Lorraine is named for Alsace Lorraine, and uh, that it's really good. But we already—I'm sure you knew that too. Uh, the breakfast food, actually, it wasn't breakfast. It was more like a light lunch kind of thing with a little salad, like a little vinaigrette salad. And now you see them a lot for breakfast. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's really good. And I have determined that the La, one, the La Madeline one is pretty darn good. If anyone knows of another Quiche Lorraine, I love Quiche Lorraine. And uh, I would like to hear about it. I'm not a fan of the undercooked ones. Tom is, of course. And, um, <laughs> and so I don't really want the ones that are soft. So... Um, if you if you know of a quiche Lorraine that doesn't have to be hard, but just isn't soft, it, it has to hold its shape. That's what I would like. Uh, yeah, I could go along with that. There was uh, there was a restaurant here that was a, a real specialist in uh, Lorraine and and, and quiches, and and the, all those kinds of things. Feelings. No, it was called uh, 
Flamingos. 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 You remember Fling, uh, Fl Flamingos? You know, yes, it's still there, isn't it? Uh, no, I, uh, the two guys that owned it are long gone. I knew them very, very yeah, but well. But I, I think the restaurant is still there, isn't oh, it? Uh, I think the building is there, but it's not. Uh, it's not. It's the, not the, Flamingos anymore. No, I don't. No. Nah, and you know, there's it, another Flamingos, and I was just talking to the barbecue lady about that. There may that. be another one now, but the one you and I are talking about, that's long gone. Well, there's a Flamingos a go-go, which is part of the Creole cuisine concept, and I was talking to that. I was talking to the lady who owns the barbecue place about Flamingos. Wait, Flamingo. A go go. Flamingo. And she was talking about how much fun it was. And I just was never really motivated to go there, but she said, no, go there, because it's really kind of a fun kind of party place. So I have to go check it out now. Uh. Anyway, but I don't know about the other one. The other one is, that's like 70s world, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was about it, actually. And uh, it, it became very popular all over the place. It was the quiches that was, and omelets. Uh, all of a sudden, that was uh, spreading all over the place by people who were looking at easygoing, inexpensive restaurants that were a little bit over the ledge uh, as for the kind of food that they made. So uh, that's that's where that came from. But I always thought it, it was too bad. The two guys that owned it, both of them, by the way, uh, what they did for a living for a living while they were not putting together restaurants is that they had uh, their own radio station. It was uh, over there on St. Charles Avenue. And uh, they also uh, were the two guys that founded WWNO. Yeah. And uh, uh, I actually worked with them for a while. So, you know, and it was, uh, uh, they're gone, as Quite I say. Quite an experience, yes. Yeah, but, uh, but they were really was... great. They had the biggest menu I've ever seen. It went on for 32 pages. No, come on, really? I'm not joking. <laughs> 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 well, I just looked up flamingos, and I don't Flamingo, see anything except as a reference to nomenu.com back in 2011. So, um, so I don't know, but um, yeah, I never did know. Yeah, but yeah, the other one, flamingos, flamingo a go go, that too is, is uh, thriving in the warehouse district. The, the warehouse name. Oh, every everything is thriving in the in the warehouse district. It is. Uh, you know, when when they were first putting that back together again after the World's Fair, I kept thinking, this is so pathetic. Is this is going to go down in flames and and it's going to be just a, a real laughing stock? But as you know, it didn't do that. It got to be very very profitable for most of the restaurateurs that are operating in there, and there were plenty other uh, businesses. And they just keep on going, and it's been uh, a, a wonderful time. It's a great neighborhood. It is a wonderful neighborhood, and it keeps on getting better. They're about to put in a World War One museum. Oh, now. is that right? Yeah. It, as part of the World War II complex? Exactly right. Who would have dreamed Who would that, have? I mean, at least of all, the guy who founded it. What was his name again? The professor. Oh, uh, oh gosh, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the UN, he, was it Tulane? Was it Tulane or no? UNO? He was at he was at UNO. Yeah, he, he and, was a, and he, a student. And, yeah, it was or uh, a, a professor really. Pretty amazing. Talk about someone with an idea that just lives on and on and on. That's one of the premier museums in the United States. It really is. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine they're really going to have some stuff happening for the uh, upcoming 75th anniversary of D-Day on June 6th. Mm. Bet yeah. you that's going to be biggie. Yeah. A biggie. 
260 is the number, 260-MENU, and we were talking about barbecue, and then quiche Lorraine, and then flamingos, and whatever you'd like to talk about in the food world. We had kind of a fun night last night, didn't we? Yes, we did. Uh, French fries. Uh, and a, I am. A I'm going to quit going out with you. I'm eating way Why? too many French fries. Oh, that'll but, come and get you. Well, you are ordering those everywhere. I and, had, a, I had and a Manhattan. I don't have a lot of. Did please. you hear me? Uh, I did. It's time. Manhattan. Yes. Should I just introduce <laughs> the song? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Tom is practically, no joke, chasing people to sing this song. Okay, go. We were in. What? I'm not. I'm not setting <laughs> yeah. you up for this. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island too. It's lovely growing. Oh yeah. So you've met me, right? You think I'm going to set you up to sing a song? Are you kidding? I mean, clearly you must be kidding. Anyway, Tom. Uh, now, when Tom orders a Manhattan, it comes with a rendition of the song. So well, I've, not, I've sat through know? a few of those. <laughs> I must say, it's usually gotten to the point where I either, extra. I'm either going to hear "I'll Take Manhattan" and hear the song, or I'm going to hear this story, which is that you ordered an old-fashioned once and then. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I don't want to deprive you of the pleasure yeah, not, not of repeating all, it yet again. Not all that long ago, uh, I was uh, I went into uh, well, I was going out to have dinner and they had cocktails and uh, so uh, yeah, that hit the spot. So uh, the uh, server came over and said, "Can I get you a cocktail or a glass of wine or, or anything else?" And uh, I said, "Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm just in the mood." for an old-fashioned and she looked back at me as if I had just said something that was lurid lurid you would be a good one yeah uh, and she said a, a, um, a an old-fashioned uh, what an, an old-fashioned what That's, yeah and I still keep thinking about that hello there welcome back this is the food show and what we do is we talk about food it's as simple as that we'd love to do that with you and I hope you'll call and uh, and fill our uh, ears with all the great food that you have had come your way. Of course, please don't stuff food up your ears, as I just suggested you do. So uh, you know, every now and then you have to put those things out there to make sure nobody gets it. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm really tempted to do oh, that myself. Yeah. And it's those Usually. one of those things, and especially on the Actually, North Shore. If you did that, you'd probably not gain much weight. You know, we think about that. Mm-hmm. Well, could be, could be. Two six zero six three six eight. You know, we were talking about barbecue. Yeah. And then um, we were talking about, um, well, we hadn't started talking about it yet, but your own barbecues at home. Mm-hmm. And there's this book that we got last week, which is called Charcoal, and on the cover of it is a beautiful photograph of charred carrots just whole carrots with the leaves on and they're charred and who doesn't love char i mean i don't know maybe there are actually a lot of people who don't love char but i am not one of them i do actually like char but there is a technique that is hot right now yeah with barbecuing where you actually put the food right on the coals Really? Now yeah. that's something that would be new to me. I've never seen that. How do they how do they do that without it catching on fire? Well, 
I don't know. I guess I could go back and read it. But there are people who are probably trying that already because it is kind of a hot and hip thing to do where you, you barbecue but not on the grill. You actually put the food right in the coals. And I'm wondering if anyone has tried that and how it's come out. And why? I, I, don't, I don't really understand why you would do that, but um, it's gaining in popularity, I guess, because of other people are doing it. Yeah, that would make sense. Well, well I mean, to I mean, the extent that the whole thing makes sense. I, I will read that piece while uh, while we're at a break the next time about what the purpose of doing that is. I guess you get it closer to the flame. Uh, you know, I mean, that would sort of an obvious advantage, and I put that in quotes. Maybe that is or is not an advantage, but I'm wondering if anyone has tried that. It's just you you forget the you forget the grills. You just put it right in the coals. Yeah. Uh, you would certainly get the char on it, that's for oh, sure. Oh, you certainly would get that. And you would certainly get a certain amount of burnt-out chocolate uh, or, or whatever chocolate it is. Chocolate-looking, yeah. Yeah, because uh, uh, it looks better than it sounds, or does it? I don't know. I haven't had one yet, so I shouldn't even be talking. Well, speaking of chocolate, I don't think chocolate and smoking should ever be in the same Bur- sentence. Yeah. yeah, I mean, smoked chocolate does not move me at all, and there is very little in the chocolate sphere that does not move me, but that would be something that does not move me at all. I've had a few smoked chocolate desserts. There's something at Oxlot, one of our favorite restaurants, that they yeah. call the campfire, and I haven't seen the it lately. Oh, I know I what you I haven't seen about. it lately, so I'm wondering if maybe most people who have tried it once have said, okay, I've done that, I don't need to do it anymore, but there was... I'm not sure. I don't remember. It's kind of like a baked Alaska. Yeah, except that it's... Except it's layered, and it's got a lot of very thick, very sweet kind of stuff. But it it tastes like a campfire. Yeah. And who really wants to eat a campfire? Like, not me, for sure. So, um, yeah, there's a whole section here called In the Coals, which I will skim... And there's a big hunk of meat sitting in the coals. And I, I guess you rinse it off, and, and it's just super, super crusty or something. But I will check that out. Well, good. And as soon as you find out, re- file a report. Oh, what it is, the, it's a cabbage. It was a baked oh, it's a cabbage. Cab- a baby it was a ca- cabbage. No, it was a cabbage. And then there's a kabocha squash. I don't even know what it, that is. Um, I guess we should find out what that is. But... Um, who is on the phone? Who? Somebody's on the phone? Yes. Oh, Keith, Keith is here. He's on the phone. Well, welcome to the food show. Come on in. Yeah, thank you. I have a, I have a quick question for you. Sure. When an Italian recipe calls for white wine, which uh-huh. white wine do you use? Do you use uh, uh, Chardonnay? Do whatever's do you use, in the refrigerator. Uh, Wait, it doesn't matter. When you uh, when you cook Italian food, a lot yeah. of recipes mm-hmm. call for white wine in white it. White wine, but yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know which kind of white wine because they all taste different. You got Pinot oh, Grigio, you got Chardonnay, mm-hmm. and you got the one that tastes like grapefruit. What is what is that one? There's another one. Zinfandel. That's a grapefruit tone. Sauvignon uh, Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, you know, really, there are. It's probably easier to think of white. Uh, white wines that are not usable for something like that. Uh, it's uh, you, it, those those wines uh, really don't put a lot of flavor into that. They they, they act as uh, an agent as the 
all the other ingredients are sort of bubbling away in the pan, if you put in a little bit of a white wine of really almost anything except sweet wine, wines, I would mm-hmm. stop short of doing sweet wines unless that's the point of your recipe to have uh, that. To go ahead and do it. I think it works great. But mm-hmm. uh, the, the, but other than that, uh, you don't have to to ride herd on that uh, too too bad. It's, it's a, a chemical oh, thing, right? And the alcohol just evaporates anyway, right? It uh-huh. evaporates, but but it comes up to a boil first, and in the course of becoming boiled, there are things that happen to the other ingredients that you, if you just imagine it for the moment. It will. It would come out and uh, really have a nice little touch. That's what's going on there. So you know what I do is I use uh, my bottles of uh, wine that I've been hanging around from the last time somebody came over. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I usually do. Okay. With it. Yeah. Oh, on a different note, I have never heard of something like that. Trying a barbecue on a on in a, the coals. coals in the coals. No, it's no the hot hip thing. Nothing. That's what That's it is. Some, Wouldn't something get all the, different. the food dirty with ash and all that? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, you... I'm telling you, go if you can figure it out. Uh, the guy who uh, who did uh, uh, the the big all time uh, big green egg. If, if only I could think of the guy's name. He's one of the most famous movie makers in in the world, uh, and he has a, he has a winery in oh, Napa. Um, Coppola. Coppola. Yeah, Francis Ford yeah. Coppola. Mm-hmm. I attended a picnic that he gave where they were grilling pizzas on top of a grill with barbecue mm-hmm. and sauce and with uh, rocks and everything. I mean, and it was some kind of good. Now, you want to hear something incredibly stupid, folks? Sure. <laughs> For about how many of those did you go to without me? Uh, Tom ah. went to the Napa wine auction for about 10 years. Something like that, yeah. Of which I was invited and did not go. And finally, and this is this is the kind of stuff that they did at the Napa wine auction. He would go to these events at the homes of people like Coppola and Mondavi and all that. And I had the, the little kids, so I stayed home. And finally, in 2004... 2004 I said you know I probably should go to this and the kids were older so I went and it was the last year he was invited to do it but wow that was a great party and and that and the Hawaii trip were the two that I kicked myself over just in case you're wondering Uh, how stupid I am there you go well you know everybody does uh, mix-ups every now and then yeah it's just the way life is anyway two six zero six three six eight thank you. you Uh, oh, you're still there. I'm sorry. Bye. Oh, you're welcome. See ya. Um, I'm sure that someone has tried that thing in the coals. Uh, I have no doubt about it, but uh, you better be really careful. I mean, even when you're doing black and red fish or something, you've got to be real careful as you cook it because the the it might be two seconds between perfect and wiped out. Okay, here's what it says about it, and I quote, allowing the hot coals to come into direct contact with food creates a smoky, charred flavor that just can't be replicated by grilling. The char is robust and earthy, but never too ashy or excessive. Well, that takes care of that. Well, if you think about it, our Neanderthal ancestors cooked, Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't have fancy grills. 
if you think about a place like Fogo, you know, that's mm-hmm. right in the, you know, that's right, I think it is, is it? I mean, if you're cooking on swords, I automatically assume that you're putting it right in the, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. well, they, they, they seem to have under, under control there. That's a well-run kitchen. It is, mm-hmm. it is. I can't believe you're saying that, Tom, because that mm-hmm. is, in fact, a chain, but uh, it's a good one, I have to say. Yeah, they, they. You were talking about salad bars earlier. That is uh-huh. the best, the best salad bar you, oh, around. You think so? Oh, it's 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 like an incredible deal. It's for fifteen dollars at oh, lunch. Oh, that is a that, that for fifteen dollars at lunch. You can have every imaginable vegetable, cold vegetable, and various kinds of salads, and really, literally. Just about any vegetable you can think about, yeah. and and uh, it's it's just a fabulous salad bar, really great. Yeah, and it's becoming more and more popular all the time because there was a time when nobody would dream of even eating Brussels sprouts, and now everybody loves them and they're out there grilling them and doing all kinds of things with I them. I think you might have you might have hit on the one vegetable that is not that don't salad like? bar. No, and I don't know if they have like a shaved Brussels sprout salad, but they have arugula and all different other kinds of salads there yeah but that is that is a salad bar to beat all salad bars i have a note to myself here it says two words italian barbecue okay hmm uh are we supposed, to, think, are we supposed uh, to try and figure out what that means uh i suppose that was would be one thing you could that do. that might have been the coppola barbecue that you were talking about could be but uh Italian barbecue. What would an Italian barbecue be? What should that? What should go in there? Let's invent that. We we can uh, manipulate our listeners. Uh, call us two six zero six three six eight two six zero six three six eight is our telephone number. Uh, we talk about food to the uh, Olympic uh, levels and uh, and all sorts of other ways. And uh, the 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 dog is. Uh, putting up a, a, a little fuss over here. Uh, we are coming to you live from the uh, from the North Shore, uh, the Cool Water Ranch, we call it, and we have this big dog, and the big dog is, is happy again. It's not so cool right now, though. Oh, no. It's not it, so cool. We, no. have the, uh, we have a broken Warm. air conditioner. <laughs> well, that happens. Which needs a renovation in order to replace, so... Complications, very complicated. Yes, the dog is happy. I mm-hmm. let him out, and then he came in and started barking again, so I let him out oh, again. Wow. Italian barbecue reminds me yeah. of, um, there's a scene in the movie that I love, Letters to Juliet. Yep. Where she reunites with her love from 50 years before, and I just am thinking, wow, what is it like to have a place like this? So they're out at their winery. <laughs> in Tuscany and it's a big long table with the family and it's just it's an Italian barbecue so I guess that would be an Italian barbecue yeah where do the meatballs go a barbecue where, in where, Italy a barbecue in Italy yeah well that I think you've got it figured out yeah yeah that's about grilling right. in Italy would automatically be an Italian barbecue yeah one would think yes. yeah if one would think you know that's just the way it does Two six zero. Six three six eight is our telephone number. I know we've been a little silly today, but uh, that's okay. We'll try to calm down a bit, and uh, we'd love to hear from you about anything you have going on uh, as regards dining in, dining out, cooking, uh, what, what you know, buying your own grocery, buying your own uh, dishes, 
that you are inventing for the first time? You know, if, well, if, if you are looking for any of that stuff, uh, even if you think nobody's going to have that kind of information, well, we might not, but what we do have is a lot of people listening to us who do have that information, and we'll be very happy to have a, a brief conversation with you and me and him and, and whoever else uh, just moseyed in. Two six zero six three six eight. We are going to probably take my daughter and I. Yeah. All of the bricks that were part of the yard at the house that we're renovating in Metairie. Oh. And how's take, that project going? It by the way. It's going. <laughs> slowly. So, I've heard that's basically the. So we're the taking way it, we're taking the beloved sanctuary of yeah. a hundred year old man. Yeah. And turning it into a glamorous, hip, young, millennial backyard. Boy, do I. With, with am, a fire I, pit and all that kind of stuff. Go ahead, what, Tom? I, I, I'm just amazed at that and almost envious that you could pull it off. We are going to pull it off. I anyway, know you are. There are paths, there are, there are brick pathways to various sections of the sanctuary that the 100-year-old man who's probably going to haunt us for this um, had. And so there's just tons of bricks that are coming up from the backyard. And so there are two things that, well, there's one thing I would love to do with it, but that I'm not going to get permission, which is to create a back waterfall wall with bricks that are, you know, have water coming off of them. Mm. But the other that we are going to do for sure is to take, and I'm talking, we're talking about a lot of bricks here, and to yeah. take the bricks and to build sort of an outdoor kitchen space with a grill that has grill sort of slid into a brick, um, you know, like a little notch in the bricks for a barbecue pit and I wanted to actually do like a pizza oven too but then that would get into something really expensive we'd have to find those fire bricks well now you know now that you say it but uh, Coppola actually hid with that yeah well he he's had, a lot richer than we well are. yeah but mm -hmm. I mean it's still interesting to see that he well there are some people in, in California where they have this kind of money and a few people here mm -hmm. I'm sure who actually do have Italian pizza ovens in their backyard, but this is not really the kind of place. I mean, in California, it makes sense because the weather is great year-round, but but here, I mean, it's it's really hot outside. I mean, even me, the queen of outdoor, is is hot mm. outside. So you don't really have a need for just a full kitchen, although there are people who have them and they're very nice. But ours would be a little lower down the scale than that because we're we're hemorrhaging money from turning oh. this house into the hip millennial Everything path. will be better. It'll, <laughs> but, they're um, there. But, uh, but the, the, bricks, the bricks are just calling for us to do something, and we're definitely going to do... Bricks. You know what that is uh, from a wine uh, point of view? Uh, it, it's how sweet a wine is when it's first being made. It's the bricks, bricks? The number of bricks, B-R-I-X. Oh, Okay. I just thought I'd inject a little food wine kind Thank of thing you. into the food wine wine show. <laughs> well, I am I am actually yeah, talking about. I mean, we're talking right about ahead. an outdoor kitchen. We're talking yeah. about you know bricks yeah. that are going to become like an outdoor grill. Does anyone have a brick outdoor? I always wanted one of those. 
barbecue pit. A, a barbecue pit outdoors. That, that's uh, well, you I have a, a big green egg, but I I'm talking now, about yeah. one that's built. You know, it's a brick thing that's built, and then you have the notches, and you have like a a bottom to it. I don't know what the bottom would be, but then you know you have the grills that come in and out of these slots. I was thinking about doing like a smoker too, but but I I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. You never know until you try. Well, I don't know if you can make a smoker. Do it on a little, just, ba little baby I think uh, you, version. I think you have to have something like on the inside of the smoker. We'll see. Anyway, there's 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 so much to do before we get to that phase. <laughs> well, you know, these are things that uh, that build your life out of. Mm, you it's, know. it's it's a it's a daunting project. Let's put it that way. Right, right in the nose. Two six zero six three six eight. I found this really cool quiz. Not it's not really a yeah. quiz. It's just a it's a, a list of things that are um, well they're they're health food expressions. Oh. And it's a question of how much do you really know about these things? Like there's something I learned from it which I'm very disappointed to hear. Oh. I thought that I had. Well, I was talking about eggs last week, and I I have this thing about the proper care of animals before you kill them. I guess. You know? <laughs> and well, um, I shouldn't be laughing at that, but and um, the eggs were, you know, I used to buy the white eggs, and then I realized that I shouldn't buy the white eggs because they're they live their whole life in cages. And then I went to cage-free eggs, and then I realized. In reading that cage free only means that you know they blow a whistle at two o'clock, they let the chickens out of the cages for a few minutes, then they put them back in the cages. So cage free is not really cage free. So then I went to free range eggs, and then I learned today through this little thing that it's not really free range either, because to claim that you have chickens in a barn and they have a door that they can go in and out of, but they never go in and out of them. So you have to stick with you have to stick with organic eggs in order to have to know that the chickens have been out running around on the range. So now I have to start looking for those kind of eggs in, instead of the ones that I thought I was buying to be a good, humane person. There's a, there's a restaurant in, uh, in uh, North Shore that actually does have chickens running around. Yeah. You know, they, they don't want that to happen, but they, uh, they, I've seen them several times. What, chimes? Times. Yeah. Chimes? Uh-huh. They have the rooster who's uh, he's out on the deck there yeah, with the diners well, yeah. walking around crowing. It, it's not not uh, just a chicken without... He's, he's um, got his name, Rue, and he makes a, a powerful statement. I was thinking, I was sitting there one day and I was going, gosh, that rooster's really loud. And then I realized he's about two feet from me. So that's why he was so loud. Anyway, we will be back after we take another break, but I, I have some other revelations. Did you know oh, that you? organic farms comprise less than 1% of farms in the United States. I would believe that. I was surprised by that. I would have thought with all the organic products out there that there would be at least a few more percentage points of, of the farms that mm. could be called certified organic. We will uh, investigate that further after we get through the news, which is impending upon us here on 105.3 FM HD2, Kenner, New Orleans, WWL Radio, where the news is next over most of these same frequencies from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Did that sound urgent enough? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.